0: Logic.TV episode Thirty. I'm George. I'm Tommy, and we're here at the 2011 Capital City Hamfest in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, Jim was here a little earlier, but he couldn't stick around to shoot this episode with. Us.
1: Yeah,
0: <clears throat> we still have to
2: fill in for him.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> been a good Hamfest this year. As you can see, there's uh, still some crowd behind us here. Uh, it's a little thinner than it was earlier. It's about, what, noon?
2: Yeah, it's get, yeah we've gone to get lunch, and it's getting kind of late in the day.
0: Yeah, so uh, we've had a, a pretty good run out of it here. I picked up a few things at the ham fest this year. I got uh, some coax, which I needed, <clears throat> some uh, heat shrink tubing, and I picked up a little uh, ocean, uh, dual band handy talkies.
2: Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty much the same thing Peter got, just a different brand, right? Yeah,
0: it looks very similar to it. Wasn't it but one hundred and thirty dollars, and that included, uh, you know, the rig, the power supply, battery, speaker, mic, and the computer programming cable.
3: Yeah, that's a
2: pretty good deal.
0: Yeah, it took me a while to figure out how to program it. Uh, we stayed on an hour or so and managed to get a couple of frequencies in it, but.
2: You have to do the Google Translate
0: to do the menus? (laughs) No, not quite. It had an English setting on it, so I just set it to English, because I knew that's what I'd be speaking. (laughs) Well, that's handy. (laughs) What'd you get?
2: Man, I got an antenna mount connector to build a new mount for my HF antenna for my truck. And I got a little set of uh, small screwdrivers with some tiny Torx bits in them, because I needed T7 to for a place to yep. drive in my, la- my Mac laptop, that's oh, it's it so
0: far. Good deal, you let that TS-2000 slip away yeah, from you, didn't I figured you?
2: I. you were gonna bring that up. <laughs> yeah, there was one over there, It the guy had a pretty good price on it, but I went back and forth with myself too much and it got out from under me. Yeah. But they're still making them, so.
0: Yeah, well, you better go ahead and place your order though. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into some of the emails here. Okay. I've got one here from Bill, K4 EOD, and he says, I really enjoy amateur logic and I've learned a lot. I think I've seen all of them, but if you've covered this subject in the past, please let me know. And the latest episode, the microphone and mic mod you mentioned touches on something I've been researching. That is getting the most punch out of your single sideband signal for DXing. Things like an RF clipper, and he gave us a link to that. He says, I know that equalizers, mixers, speech processors, and audio enhancers, etc. Um, and he says, there's also free software like uh, Voice Shaper and Audacity. And then there are the guys who are going in the opposite direction with the high fidelity stuff like uh, these guys. And he gave us the link to that. And he said, whether you're interested in the extra DX punch or high fi single sideband, I just thought it would be an interesting, useful segment to leverage a broadcast engineer's mileage on the different techniques and tools available for audio processing for amateur Logic. You're doing a great job, and thanks for amateurlogic.tv 73. Well, perhaps we'll talk about audio processing some in the future, I know a little bit about it. Yeah, um, I
2: think that'd be good. Yeah. You got an email there, Tom? Man, I got, I got plenty of emails. <laughs> uh, This was actually a follow-up to the last segment about the uh, online SDR. Yeah. And uh, this comes from uh, Pete M I three E P N. Anyway, he says, just in case you aren't aware, I know you use a Mac. The SDR radio software available on the website makes the radios a lot easier to listen to. It cuts the latency down to near uh, near zero. I did not know that. I knew there had some software, but I didn't realize it would make that big a difference. But unfortunately, it doesn't work on a Mac. Just PC at the moment. However, Simon is being asked by quite a few people to make the source available so it can be compiled for Linux. I guess no reason it couldn't be compiled for a Mac, too. So, but, uh, yeah, I use a Mac, but I've got PCs, too. I've got two Windows boxes and two Macs at the house. And so, anyway, I'll have to try out that software and see what difference it makes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, we're talking with my good friend Albert here. We call him Sarge on the Cam Radio Net every night.
4: Hello, everyone. This is WV1Q, Saw, J.K. Albert.
0: Yeah, we uh, meet on uh, 3770 megahertz most nights where we run our live webcams. You've seen it before on the show. We've uh, talked a little bit about it. Charlie did a segment for us one year. Um, uh, I guess it was about this time last year. I saw Charlie earlier, and uh, he's already skipped out for the day. Uh, tell us what, what got you interested in ham radio.
4: Well, George, uh, I tell you, man, I, I've been in law enforcement and everything for a while, and when I retired, I wanted something to do, and I missed talking on the radio, so I found amateur radio there.
0: That's a good deal. Um, so, what did you say would uh, has been your biggest challenge into to getting your station set up and uh, getting on the air?
4: Well, the biggest challenge is finding good used equipment. I mean. Um, a lot of people want to go out and venture into the new stuff, but, um, you know, when you're on a limited budget, you've got to find the best pieces of gear at the right price, and that's in your budget.
0: What kind of rig do you run?
4: Well, I'm running a old Kenwood TS-440 Sugar. Um, it's barefoot. It's running about 110 watts peak, and um, I've talked all around the world on it, just.
0: Yeah, you know, I saw a couple of those down here. They wanted too much money for them, though.
4: <laughs> yeah, they're still going for a good reasonable price. Um, uh, the, the, I got mine pretty good. I got the um, Howell microphone set up and um, that rig for about 300 bucks. So I kind of stole that one. <laughs> yeah.
0: What kind of antenna are you running now?
4: Well, I'm running the uh, cage dipole. It's uh, up about 45 feet, and it's about 162 feet long.
0: Yeah, I, uh, our friend Pat up in New York State was running one of those. Is he the one who inspired you
4: to get on that? Well, actually, um, I had some stuff donated to the Aries group, and that was one of the, the items. And I said, let me try it, and I got it up in the air and liked it and left it up there. Oh,
0: that's that's great. You know, it, Pat's uh, collected a bunch of ice last year and snow, I think, and fell, so he doesn't have it up right now. But... Uh, it's always interesting to know what folks are running and uh, you know with the cam radio group there You can see who you're talking to mm-hmm. and uh, we we met for the first time actually uh, What this morning out front here, I think? Right. Uh, we've not known each other and been talking for way over a year, but uh, and we probably bumped into each other last year and didn't didn't know it
4: Yeah, well, I think it I did the exam last year and I think you was uh, um, you know one of the um Administrators and that's what we passed that and didn't get to see you you know after that so yep
0: Well, I appreciate you stopping by and uh, talking with us and uh, It's great to have you in the hobby with us and look forward to maybe catching you on there tonight.
4: Yeah, we'll do that definitely um, You know look forward to seeing you guys again and keep up the good work and I love the segments.
0: All right. Thank you I've got uh, a message here from Gary WR1U, and he says, I've just started a Facebook group for blind ham radio operators. Just search for blind amateur radio. Uh, If you are or know blind ham, please tell them about the group. And uh, yeah, Gary, we'll be happy to mention it. Uh, We've got several friends that are uh, blind ham radio operators. And uh, good luck with the group. I've got one here from
2: uh, K4KAK. It says, uh, this is K4K, K, who that? That's a tongue twister. K4KAK, <laughs> Roger, love the shows. Picked up the MFJ 1214 interface at the Hamfest that has no software. Do you or any of the guys have a copy? Or Anyways, um, do you, uh said he has a program for the MFJ 1275. Do you think it'll work? Keep up the good work. And I'm not familiar with the
0: 1214. You know, I hardware. think that's one of the older models, uh, it's my understanding though that you can use just about any terminal program with the TNC, yeah. so maybe even uh, Windows Hyper Terminal would do it. Yeah, I actually
2: wrote my own terminal program back in the day when we were playing around with that stuff. Yeah. But of course that so, was for DOS.
0: Yeah, so uh, get you a terminal program and, and just try it. and. Uh, and see if you have some luck there. If anyone out there though does have the software he's referring to, uh, let us know and uh, maybe we can hook y'all up.
2: Yeah, it'd be great.
0: Well, I got an email here from Peter after uh, the last episode when we mentioned all the flooding going on in Melbourne. Well, I I wasn't exactly correct on there. (laughs) Oops. Melbourne's in South Australia and most of the flooding was in North. But I, I think they did have some flooding in the South too. So, Peter wrote back, you know, I'd ask him what his situation was, and he said, Oh, it wasn't too serious here. I just had uh, one or two inches of water which washed in from the outside. Uh, normally it would drain away, but uh, I had boxes and other items stacked on the floor, and uh, they got a little waterlogged. Fortunately, uh, my electrical cables to the radios, computers, and etc were high and dry. Nothing of any great value was lost or damaged but it did make quite a mess. So my personal situation isn't really comparable to those who have had their houses submerged. I hope this clarifies things. Cheers, Peter. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, Peter, that, that clarifies it <laughs> yeah. a little bit.
2: i tell you my imagination, when he, when he said he wasn't gonna make the shoot because his basement was flooded, I just kind of automatically pictured the other stuff and he'd been kind of predisposed cleaning that stuff up, so yeah. it's kind of hard to follow back up with him. Well, we ran into another friend, Tom Brown here. Tom, how's it been going?
3: Everything's going well. We rolled out a new product today. The acceptance has been very nice. We're very pleased with the response we've had and just looking forward to good things. Yeah. What's the name of your company? Omega Tech.
2: Omega Tech. And what do you do? I see you've got a, uh, some pretty interesting looking, handy-talky antennas. Here.
3: We do special, special needs, uh, new technology antennas, research and development, and manufacturing. For right now primarily ham radio use, uh, we may be doing broadcast antennas at some point in the fairly near future. Uh, first product is a small two meter antenna. It's about seven and a half inches long, but it's within a dB or two of what a three or four foot whip would get you on a handheld radio. Fringe area, it'll, uh, if your coverage is spotty on a repeater it'll get you in pretty solid maybe totally solid if you don't have operation at my house for instance it'll get you into a lot of repeaters oh wow three to four db average gain over your oem rubber antenna
2: that's pretty impressive we're very pleased
3: are these for sale now they are this this model right now our first unit is 49.99 ham fest special that's including tax and do uh,
2: you guys got a distributor? You buy online or anything?
3: We're in the process of signing up dealers and putting up distrib- distribution networks. Uh, right now we're just selling to, directly to customers. Response has been very good, and uh, we're just looking forward to good things to come.
2: Oh uh, Yeah, I can see you probably have
3: a lot of business coming in the future.
2: Are they, uh, are they strictly just for two meters now? You got any dual band models?
3: Right now, 2 meters. Uh, the next model will be 220 band. That'll be pretty soon. I'm going to say a matter of weeks. Next band will be 440. Hopefully by late spring or summer, we should have a 2 meter 440 dual band. Oh, that's pretty
2: cool. I look forward to that. And
3: 6 meters is in development. We're also working on a 20 meter antenna that's four feet tall, designed to be used by hams inside where they have uh, property restrictions, that sort of thing. That's in an early prototype stage, but it's working very well, and uh, we're optimistic to have that on the market soon. Well, it sounds like you guys are doing a lot of cool stuff. We're just having so much fun, we can't stand it. Well, it's good to see you out here. Nice to see you again, Tommy. Thanks very much.
0: Well, let's get on into the Facebook comments then. Okay. I've got one here uh, from Richard. He says, name some good electronics books where someone can brush up on their skills It's been over 10 years since I've designed my own circuits, and I'm somewhat rusty. Well, Richard, I really like uh, any of the books by Forrest Mims. You used to buy them at Radio Shack. Uh, You could probably find some still on the internet. He just had uh, tons of books with circuits in them, and and I've used a lot of them over the years to design my own gear, Uh, just take them and modify them a little bit, and uh, a lot of resources there. Well,
2: I've got one from Donald, he uh, says, just finished watching episode 29. Great job, guys. Hope to see both of you at the Jackson Ham Fest this Saturday. And I don't think I've
0: uh, run into Donald. I think maybe I did run into him. I've seen so many folks down here, and uh, a lot I knew. Uh, some I didn't know, but they did know us. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been uh, it's been real interesting.
2: Yeah, I've had several people come up and say they've enjoyed the show. I've not even sure who they are. Yeah, I hate to admit, but too, so many people.
0: All right, we ran into Doug here, K5CID. He was uh, standing at the back door here with the sheriff's badge on at the Hamfest. Doug, what do you? Th- how do you think the Hamfest went this year?
4: Well, I really think it's going a lot better than it has in the in the past two years. The weather is a, a big big thing, and the weather has been beautiful for us. And uh, just look around; it look like the crowds uh, are here. And people have been selling stuff like mad, so it's going good. Yeah.
0: A, lot of, a lot of stuff coming in and out the back door, huh?
4: Some of it's not even getting in the back door before it gets sold. No. So uh, it's, yeah. it's doing good.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed uh, a guy unloading his truck and somebody trying to buy it from him right there.
4: Oh, Actually, we had a guy come in this morning. He had a pickup truck load of stuff. And before he could unload one item, there was about 10 guys swimming around his truck. And before, when he got through, he had two items left on the truck and one on his buggy. And he said, well, at least I got a table to go in and sit down now and talk with my buddy. So it's going good. <laughs> yeah. It's going good.
0: good talk with you, Doug. Oh, Thanks. Well, I've got another Facebook post here. This one is from Malcolm, M6MAL, one of our listeners in the UK. And he says, uh, yeah, I watched episode 29, George, and it was very enjoyable, especially as brit Brits got a mention also. He says, it's also good to know us people on Facebook get a mention on the show. Keep up the good work and I'm waiting for the next installment, 73.
2: They, uh, Bill's been having a group of people from England talk on the repeater over Echo Link, not he?
0: Uh, yeah, our friend Bill, N5YCK is uh, on just about every night on the 145.45 repeater here, which uh, I run the Echo Link node for. It's uh, W5PPB-R, and uh, it's group getting there around uh, 7 or 8 p.m. Central uh, time. Central, yeah. yeah. Just about every night, and they uh, have a good round table on there.
4: Cool.
2: <clears throat> oh, uh, Eddie's going to be in here a couple times. I got one from my buddy Eddie, n 4 EMP. Is there an amateur logic video of ICOM 746PRO's Known transmit failure issue. I've missed. Seems I'm a victim of it here. As of last night. LOL. <laughs> anyway, I made a comment here at uh, QTH.com, and uh, a slightly used iCom 746 Pro is on its way back to AES in Milwaukee as of today. Cost more to send it back than it did to get it to uh, get it fixed. Hopefully, it'll be back on the digital modes by February. I'd see Eddie's rig went down on
0: him. Yeah, I've heard a lot of folks using that rig. I did not know there was a problem with it. Maybe it was a certain run out of them or something. Yeah, I, he said I it was know. a known, known issue.
2: Yeah. But
0: uh, anyway. We're talking with Mark here, N4YAV from C.T. Morgan & Associates. Mark, good to meet you.
1: Hey, how are you
0: doing today? Uh, doing just fine. Uh, how's the Hamfest been this year?
1: Hamfest has been fantastic. The club has provided great support, good food, uh, lots of folks here, so the club's been a, done a good job at getting the hams into the area, into the show. We've been busy; we were very busy last night, and even busier today.
0: Well, What kind of radios have you been selling this year?
1: Well, we've been selling a variety of stuff. Uh, we've sold, we brought uh, mobiles from all different brands: Yazoo, Kenwood, Icom, and I've sold. I think I've got three mobiles left uh, of about the twelve or fifteen that I've sold. I've sold a lot of uh, all brands: Yazoo. Uh, Sold a couple of Kenwoods, Icom, so been very good sales.
0: Have you sold many HTs this year?
1: Uh, I've sold a few HTs, and it's been a it's been a mixed bag. I've sold uh, a lot of the Kenwood, and well, I didn't sell any of the Kenwoods because I didn't have them in. But I sold Icom, Yezu. Uh, I sold out of uh, a couple of models of the the Yezu that I brought with me. The FT two hundred and fifty, I sold out of those, and I sold a couple of VX eights as well.
0: Well, I bought one of those uh, new Ocean uh, dual band. HT's from yesterday. How are those things been selling?
1: They've been selling very well. We've been pleased with the results. They've been well received uh, throughout the, uh, uh, the amateur community, particularly since the ARRL uh, did the article on them back in November.
0: How many ham fests does uh, C.T. Morgan exhibit at every year?
1: We're on the road about 30 to 40 weekends a year. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's an aggressive schedule, but uh, uh, you know, we, we love what we do.
0: Well, we're really glad to have y'all here in Jackson. and
1: uh, you. We'll be back next year, absolutely.
0: That's great. Right. Thanks. Thank well, I've got uh, a post here by David, AC0RV, and he says, welcome back. Episode 29 was great. I missed you. Hope Peter gets his flooding under control. Uh, please forward on the two-meter frequencies. And when I'm in the Jackson, Mississippi area, I'd like to give y'all a call. He says, oh, I live in Park Hills, Missouri, and uh, I emailed him back the repeater we just mentioned a moment ago, 145.45, with a 77 hertz tone. That's just north of Jackson, and if any of us are uh, monitoring repeaters, that would probably be the one you'd find us on. We've run into another familiar face in amateur radio here, Mr. Martin Jew of MFJ Enterprises.
3: George, how are you today? This has been a really uh, good hamfest here.
0: Well, that's great. We're glad to see you all back again. Uh, what does MFJ and its uh, other companies have this year that's new or interesting?
3: Well, I'll tell you, I've got somebody here who's uh, uh, done a lot of uh, product development and has uh, overseen uh, the uh, production of a lot of these products. This is Stephen Pan. He's our vice president here. And um, I think uh, you'll find a lot of stuff out by talking to him. Hi,
5: Stephen. Good to meet you. Nice meeting you, George. Uh, good to have you guys here. Uh, well, of course, uh, we have a lot of stuff happening in terms of uh, new products. Uh, one of the most exciting products we have for the last year is, uh, is actually this, this uh, Maritron uh, <clears throat> ALS 1300. Uh, is uh, one of the... Solid state amplifier that can produce about 1, 1.5 kW of uh, power.
0: Oh, legal limit then?
5: And legal limit amplifier and the solid state, then, uh, are selling very, very well. We, we, can't, we can't even keep up the production uh, for the product. So it's, it's just been tremendous. Uh, uh, hopefully, we can get the production uh, up and, and caught up with the sales the next uh, uh, month or two. And one of the problems that we have is that am not anticipating the amount of sales of cells that we have and, and don't have enough parts sometimes to okay. keep up with production and uh, another thing that was happening on the last year for MFJ is the uh, acquisition of uh, Cooscraft, uh, if you notice have uh, some of the antenna that we have displayed here it's been uh, a lot of work but uh, it's, it's, it's been uh, uh, a, a smooth transaction from moving the company from New Hampshire down to Mississippi it took us about a year almost to to complete the move and also to uh, learn to build those products in Mississippi. We didn't really have the production people from cruise craft come down to Mississippi, but we did retain one of the engineers that helped us with the you know, uh, production of the uh, products. So so that's been uh, occupy a lot of our time in, in terms of uh, uh, the, the products are not new, but the, the process of learning how to build a product is, is new to us. So that's been a lot of work for us as well. So uh, let's see. Other than that, I don't, I don't know, we have, we have some new products that's on the work right now. I Probably won't, don't want to disclose them, yeah. but uh, uh, I, it, uh, maybe at Dayton we will show something new, and hopefully we'll see you guys over there. Well,
0: so uh, which companies are under the MFJ banner now?
5: Well, we, we, have, we have a different one. We have uh, Ameritron, who's been with MFJ since the uh, uh, 1980s, 1990s. We have uh, uh, Mirage, we, we talked them over in 1995, in, in uh, uh, I think. And then High Gang in 2000. And then we have uh, uh, Cruise uh, just recently. We also talked about Victronics uh, some time ago as well. So those are the company that's under the MFJ umbrella. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a necessary thing to, to, to have so many products to survive in ham radio. Uh, we just uh, our market has shrunk over the years, and it's tough to survive without a lot of products.
0: Well, I understand that. I was talking with Mr. G earlier. He said that uh, 2010 was actually a good year despite the economy.
5: Yes, we have we done well despite the economy, uh, and, and we, we, things are looking up also this year. We have. Uh, have a very good start. Uh, this has been a good show for us. Uh, our first hand fest of the season and uh, it's been great. And we're looking forward to go down to Orlando and have a good year.
0: Thanks for talking with us, Stephen. Very
5: good. Thank you a lot.
2: I've got one from our friend Bill Friend. Um, anyway, he said great episode. Thanks. Uh, I have one of the kits for a pan adapter. Haven't figured out how to hook it up uh, to my FT847 yet. They ship the right crystal for the radio's IF, but I just don't know how to do it in my rig. I'm looking on the web, but there's nothing so far, and uh, that's your area of expertise. Uh, And I wasn't even paying attention there. He's trying to hook into the IF for his FD847?
0: Yeah, I did a a little quick search on the internet myself, and I didn't find anything in particular on tapping the IF in that rig. I did find something semi-related but I, I didn't have time to read it to be sure that uh, it was a point he needed to tap, so I did not send that on. But I'd just suggest doing a little more uh, searching on uh, Google or Microsoft Beam um, with the uh, rig model number and IF output. Try some different search phrases, and you might come up with something. It took me a while to find the mod for the TS-2000, but I eventually uh, found it.
6: Well, we ran into uh, Mike here from uh, Clear Signal Product, the coax man. Coax, and I'm the coax man. and Also sell Wireman products. We're out of Oklahoma City, and we cover five states in our area, five surrounding states.
2: Yeah, that should keep you busy. How about how many hamfests a year do you guys hit?
6: Well, when I was a little younger, I was making about 26, 27 a year, but we're down now with the gray hair. I'm down now to about 14, 15 a year, maybe 16. All depends on the weather. Here he this has been a pretty good one for you? It looks like you guys have been pretty busy. It's been a decent ham fest for us. Uh, we're, we we always have a lot of customers here in Jackson, and we appreciate the you know their continued support. And Wireman has a great product, one of the best products we feel in the nation. And we sell all American made coax, and it's uh, it's very much sought after in our customer base. Well, that's great. But, uh, what's what's uh, probably your biggest seller? Our biggest seller probably is Wireman product uh, 106, 106, which is a double sealed, shielded, super low-loss. And uh, product number 118, which is the little brother of that. It's a mini-8, a double shielded mini-8. Uh, super low-loss. It's a lot less lossier than the regular single shielded mini-8. So uh, those are probably our two, better, two, best, two highest selling products.
2: Oh, that's great. <clears throat> you feel like selling some more of that uh, double shielded
6: mini eight? Yeah, we have. We we bought a couple thousand feet with us, and uh, we have some to sell this time. Yeah. All Well, I think I'm gonna get a hundred feet of it while I'm over here.
2: Now that I can get up to the front. I've been by here three times to buy some. It's been busy. Well, that's not a, that's not a bad problem for us. That's yeah. a good problem. Right. <laughs> anyway, enjoy talking to you. Enjoy talking. That's the end of the Facebook comments that we were going to cover, but I have a couple from uh, Twitter. We're also on there, although we kind of usually neglect to, to read any of those, but uh, got one from a friend, uh, Tactical Custom, he said he just got to episode 26, I've got to say the show's gotten much better since episode one, and I-, I would have to agree <laughs> with that. that. <clears throat> Thanks for the shows, looking forward to more, so anyway. and. Uh, And we got one from my buddy, W5RAW, said he watched episode 29, Amateur Logic Day. Thanks, Tommy, George, and Peter for the new one. Have fun at the Ham Fest. And we definitely had fun at the Ham Fest.
0: Yeah, and looking around here, um, there's uh, still a, a fair crowd coming through here. Uh, I need to make one more round and see if there's anything else I need.
2: Yeah, I got to hang around for them to call my number for the HF rig at the end. Oh, morning. is that what you're waiting on? Yeah. Since <laughs> I didn't get my 2000, I just. I, to...
0: I think you missed the HF rig with your name on it yeah. Uh, yesterday.
2: Yeah, that one had a price tag on it, though. <laughs> so, yeah, I missed out on that. Yeah. They're still making them, though. And uh, anyway, I uh, walked around and I. Got some video. We saw some of our usual friends here, although we didn't do uh, the interviews this time. The MFJ people are here. Yeah. And uh, got several new vendors. A lot of old gear. Pretty cool stuff.
0: Yeah. I, I saw a lot of things I would like to have, particularly some of the uh, bigger HF amps. I, I saw one of the the large Henrys that uh, sits up above, Yehai and has the power supply down in the separate cabinet below it. Uh-huh. I would have really liked to have that, but. Uh, uh, the guy had just bought it himself, so he wasn't um, ready to.
2: You'd see. have to leave that outside
0: your shack yeah
2: you fit that in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, boat anchors this year and the prices weren't too bad on some of those. It's, yeah. uh, some fairly reasonable prices. Uh, don't think I saw as many amplifiers or as many HF rigs as I did last year. yeah, same here. Uh, a lot of microphones, yeah, uh, some antennas. Good bit of used coax this year, wasn't so much last year, I think somebody got to it before I did. Yeah,
2: it's nice to see a few more new equipment people here, we've got a few extra people this year with new gear also.
0: Yeah, that's true, and uh, well, I bought a piece of new gear and I guess you're going to classify your antenna adapter as new gear.
2: Yeah, I would show it, but I left it
0: on the seat of my truck when I
2: went to get my camera, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Well, we've
0: had a great time down here. Our cameraman, Wayne, is with us. Wayne? (laughs) We tried to get him to host it with us, but uh, we just can't seem to get him on the right side of the camera for that.
2: We just have to catch him on the way out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we
0: hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, we look forward to seeing you back again in number 31.
2: We'll see you next time. See you.